Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. I can't think tonight. 
Anthony Davis. There we go. Anthony Davis to the Lakers. Um, I didn't think it would get done. Most, a lot of people didn't think it gets done, but lo and behold, it got done. So uh, we all know that he got traded for one Lonzo Ball, um, Brandon Ingram, uh, Josh mm-hmm. Hart, and three, counting three first-round picks, including the ones uh, just going to take place tomorrow night. So yeah, let me. I gotta hear it from this because a lot of people are on both sides of the coin. Was mm-hmm. it a fleeting by the Pelicans? Or was it a win-win by both squads? Yeah, well, I um, I'm in the camp that thinks this is a win-win. Um, if you have a gonna be 34 years old LeBron James, and you know your window is very small, uh, I think the Lakers had been as patient as they could be at this point with Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball. I'm not saying that those guys aren't gonna right. go on to be All Stars or have great careers, and maybe they will. Uh, maybe it will be as soon as next year. But I think from the Lakers' standpoint, um, they couldn't risk Davis getting dealt to another team and falling in love with the culture there. And, you know, rumors were he wanted to be in L.A. with LeBron. I think you you do what you have to do to, to, to get him uh, because he's a top-five player, no doubt, in this league. Right. I think I, I don't even know if that's arguable at this point. Um, and <laughs> as far as efficiency rating, he's the third most efficient player in league history behind only Michael Jordan and LeBron James. So uh, Lakers getting themselves two of the most efficient players uh, in the same starting five, uh, even though the rest of the cast might be a, a bare bone squad. Um, I, th- I think you have to do it. I think it's a, a if you're the Lakers, I don't, I don't think there's any hesitation. And then for the Pelicans, uh, you know, Good for them. They got as mo- as much as they could. Uh, I think that yeah, they they wanted to uh, initially, you know, at the trade deadline, there was reports the owner that was going to refuse to to ever give the Lakers a shot at a championship because you know they're a Western Conference team. But when you look at the other teams that were bidding for Davis, I think uh, as much as people made of Boston's offer, if they were never going to include Tatum, which reports indicate that they weren't going to include him. Uh, the Lakers clearly had the best offer. You know, the Knicks have right. Kevin Knox, who maybe he'll be something, but other than that, they don't have a, a lot of great young pieces that they could have thrown at them right. uh, other than potentially the third pick and draft picks. And So to get Ingram, to get ball, to get hard as a throw-in, and then, like you said, three first-round picks, uh, this was as good as the Pelicans could have hoped for. Uh yeah, so I I think the the funniest thing about all this is there's a freshman in high school somewhere that doesn't know that he's gonna end up being part of the Anthony Davis trade someday. There you go. That'll be a walking <laughs> uh, uh, trivia question, right? Uh, it's funny you mentioned the Knicks because it just goes to show you if they if the if fortunes just broke just right, mm-hmm. they ended up mm-hmm. with the top pick uh, to right to select Zion. I am pretty sure that they would have had almost, at least almost. A good shot of mm-hmm. Lennon, uh, Anthony Davis as, as the Lakers did. But the Lakers had the most assets, obviously. They had, right. I mean, they had the most to give them. And the thing mm-hmm. was that the New Orleans, what many people didn't realize, they were operating from a position of weakness because they mm-hmm. knew that Anthony Davis was going to resign with them. He told them that. And so they right. had to get what they could. It's never, an, it's never an even trade we involve a superstar, but a superstar, at least in Davis's case. And they did well. They did pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty yeah, well set think, up for the long haul, don't you think? 
Oh, yeah, I think so for sure. I mean, when you look at what they have now, now you can look at a starting lineup of ball. If they choose to keep Holiday, you move Holiday to shooting guard. Um, you have Zion there. You have Ingram. Um, and then they're looking to move the fourth pick. We'll see if they're able to successfully do that for a veteran. But even if they can't, you can take a talented player at number four uh, to continue the rebuilding. I think if there's any wins for the Lakers in this, it's that they didn't have to include Kyle Kuzma in the deal. Uh, yeah. Kuzma averaged, averaged 18 a game last year for the Lakers, uh, one of their budding young stars. As, as far as potential goes, he, I think it showed the most uh, overall potential in terms of staying healthy, uh, Ball and Ingram both dealing with injuries throughout their careers. Uh, but I think the reason that they ended up not having to include Kuzma really, I think, because of AD's camp. You know, there's there's rumors I tweeted at you last week. Those rumors broke out that AD wanted to be in L.A. That was his preferred destination. And I think as soon as right. those rumors came to light that it's like it was L.A. or bust, I think that was what allowed the Lakers to drop Kuzma from that deal or allow the Pelicans to, to maybe not ask for him. But, in all, in all seriousness, though, they still ended up getting three first-round picks, so maybe that was the consolation for not adding Kuzma as well. Maybe, you know, they threw in another first right. in order to, to keep him out of the deal. Yeah, and I think with the with, with the new GM in, in town, uh, David Griffin, former of the Cavaliers, mm-hmm. he knows what the hell he's doing as far as acquiring players and acquiring talent. Mm-hmm. He's going to use those, those first three first-round picks of gold. They're going to be yep. gold, including the ones tonight they could use to out of will and deal for a veteran. I would I would say I would I would advise them to go for a guy like a Bradley Beal, you know, who's probably mm-hmm. on the trading mm-hmm. block for like for Washington as a shooter mm-hmm. because if you get a shooter with that mix of young talent in New Orleans, look the hell mm-hmm. out. I'm not saying like right, top right. four seeing the playoffs, but still be still be excited as hell, and they're going to right. contend. I think right. they'll contend for for a playoff spot. Oh yeah, I think I think next year I think they could contend for a playoff spot. The West is going to be weaker. Um, teams at the top, Warriors have injuries. Uh, Houston has uh, inner yeah. turmoil. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> do you think, think they'll definitely? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, they'll definitely challenge for one of the eight spots. I think next year, as long as they can keep everybody healthy, um, I, I think they should be in good shape. And if, like you said, if they can pull off. A trade for that number four pick, get a shooter like Beal to uh, pair with some of those young guys. Um, yeah, I think I think things should be good for him. Well, you know, I was going to talk about. Uh, uh, I was going to just do a quick mention of Mike Conley, but since you brought up Houston, what the hell is okay. going on down in H Town? I mean, are you serious? Is Chris Paul really that petty? I mean, I mean, we like the like yeah. force of him shooting on the same side as James Harden, like doing practice. You know, when you, everyone uh-huh. knows that there are 20 floors, like 20 baskets out of NBA practice gym, saying what he said right. about Harden's play. Are you serious, dude? You're 34 years old and old 40, like 30 plus million dollars, which was a terrible contract mm-hmm. to be signed to. Thanks a lot, Daryl Moore. Right. What, I mean, what's going on? With, can Chris, does anyone like Chris Paul anymore outside, outside of Le, uh, LeBron <laughs> James and the Banana Boat crew? I mean, what's going on with this dude? Uh, his state farm agent, I think he likes him. But uh, <laughs> no, I yeah, Cliff Paul, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I think I saw something on Twitter today, and I'm you know kind of compelled to agree with it. If Chris Paul's not careful, if he doesn't tread lightly, if he doesn't work to patch things up with Harden in Houston, I think I think he's probably going in that direction once he saw where his market's at. But um, I, he he's at risk of his legacy being. One, a guy that 
should never be the face of a franchise to get a team uh, anywhere, but two, to also cause internal turmoil uh, and drama really everywhere he's been. Uh, forced his way out of New Orleans with the Hornets when New Orleans used to be the Hornets. Uh, forced his way yep. then to the to the Clippers and then you know the, the all the drama that went down with the Clippers and his exit there and uh, everything. And now we see the same thing happening in Houston and. Uh, yeah, he looks like a, a, a nice guy on, on all the State Farm ads. And, uh, uh, but you're, there's, there's got to be some level of petty that exists, and I don't know if it's just a frustration that he hasn't been able to, to get where he wants. And maybe part yeah. of it is that him and James Harden were never a perfect fit to begin with. Um, their I style of plays might have been putting in a square peg in a round hole, two ball-dominant guys. Um, two stars that you know, there's going to be egos there, and you ask them to coexist. One squarely in the prime of his career, won the MVP last season, and the other one on a downward trend. Um, yeah, yeah, you have to figure if, if you have any, if you have any foresight at all, you know, <clears throat> you have to think that that guy in the downward trend might develop a chip. But I do think that if we are to believe rumors that you know are on social media and everything that. Uh, you know, the Rockets put out feelers to the Knicks, and the Knicks said no way. The Knicks being one of those teams that actually exactly. could have absorbed Paul's contract. They didn't want to. And it's not like his numbers were terrible last year. I think he averaged like 15 a game and eight assists, something around there. Um, so it's not like his numbers were bad, but it's also that it, this guy is going to be owed $134 million over the life of his contract for a guy that's going to be 35 years old next season. Um, exactly. I think that um, – so I think that's I think we're going to see Paul start to shut up, um, start to uh, put on a <laughs> smile and uh, and play the role of the good soldier from here on out, saying what he needs to say because I think he realizes that he's not as valued or coveted within NBA circles as he thought he was. You know what? He's going to go down if he's not careful as the, one of the worst leaders in NBA history, given his talent, mm-hmm. given given right. his ability. He's a future Hall of Famer. He's a future oh, yeah, first Hall Hall of Famer. But he's gonna be no he's gonna go down, I'm telling you, as one of the worst leaders. I mean, it's just a shame that uh, you know, it just happened to be I mean, because I remember this dude at Wake Forest. I mean, I grew up in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I like I only grew up ten miles from Wake Forest campus. And I remember oh, watching this yeah. dude play. And he uh-huh. was a bulldog in college and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, he got he's six foot six foot nothing. <laughs> you know, maybe six, right. zip, six feet or six one at the most. And he's a bulldog. Mm-hmm. He's a classic mm-hmm. old school throwback point guard. He's ball. Mm-hmm. He's a, he needs the ball in his hands. He needs to ball in his hands. He, he tends to create for others. That's the close on shot. But to your mm-hmm. point, and I wondered this when the trade went down, like the beginning of the previous season, how is this going to work? Two guys mm-hmm. who need the ball and, and, and fall and harden. And you thought it was going to work because they showed footage. I don't know if you remember this. Of them like playing pickup ball in some gyms, trying to get a feel for each other's games, and then they were mm-hmm, the early mm-hmm. state farm commercials trying to. And I thought they were trying to make things work, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. they were this close mm-hmm. of of getting mm-hmm. over the hump over over Golden State, and they're still there. I still think they're the best yeah. team in the West if they if they were on State's foot. It's just that it they just their own worst enemies. Houston is their own worst enemies right now, and I just mm-hmm. I just don't understand why Houston cannot get out of his own way, and particularly with Chris Paul. Yeah, and I mean, you look at it in the playoffs the last few seasons. Uh, yeah, you know, they crumble on the court. 
at the at, at times when if they capitalize, they could you know finally reach the summit. And uh, but they always seem to fall back. And maybe it's maybe it is an indication of what's going on internally that they can't you know produce externally when they're on the court together. Right. And you know what what was the telltale sign, brother, is when after Kevin Durant went down which everyone mm-hmm. lied at the time and thought it was a calf. We all knew it was in, was in, was in Achilles' injury. At least I did because the way he turned around. You don't turn around when, when your calf is hurt. You turn around right. when, you, when your Achilles hurt because you think that someone kicked you. You just grab mm-hmm. your calf and when your calf is bad. But anyway, right. that's not a hero right. there. But the point is, when Houston was right there, it was there for the taking in game five when that happened, they fell apart. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. really got to ask the kid in game six. So, without Durant. So, I mean, sure, mm-hmm. Steph Curry happened. But still, the right. point is, is that Houston could not take advantage when they were arguably the second-best team in the NBA, I think, before mm-hmm. at least before the finals, and Toronto proved this otherwise. But, and we'll get to mm-hmm. that in a moment. But, yeah, it's just a shame that these guys, the Rockets, are this close. And now, with the West being so wide open the way it is, with, like, with KD possibly not coming back and, and definitely mm-hmm. being out for the entire year – and same with Kyle, Kyle, Clay Thompson being out for most of the next season with a torn ACL, it's wide open. The West is. It's yeah. so wide open. Why mm-hmm. not stay put and try to make things, try to put on a happy face, clear things up internally, and make another run for it? It's right there. Mm-hmm. It's right it's, uh, yeah, there. Yeah, especially this year. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so, I, I think for me what's what's most telling is that as far as Chris Paul's value, and I'll be quick because I know you want to move on to other things, is just that the Celtics, who know, the, the Celtics who know that they're going to lose Kyrie Irving, um, and yes. today they missed, out, they missed out on Mike Conley. They were one of the teams rumored to have interest in Mike Conley. That they right. have had no reported connections. There have been no rumors. They, have, they seem to have zero interest in Chris Paul. When conceivably from a right. basketball standpoint, I think he might he would fit their team perfectly as a guy that would like, you know, facilitate to those younger guys that couldn't get a, to where Kyrie and them couldn't get along. I think Paul as you know, a veteran uh, with them and somebody that's going to look to get them opportunities to score and, and also have a chance to be the main floor general. Uh, the fact that they've had no interest in that, I think that speaks volumes to where Paul is valued at this point in his career. Exactly. I totally, totally agree with that. One last thing before we move on to Mike Conley. I meant to touch on this earlier with Anthony Davis. Now that Anthony mm-hmm. Davis is a Laker, we'll go with Le- LeBron James, who's arguably, even though it doesn't seem like it, but it's unfortunately mm-hmm. the twilight of his career. Do you see the Lakers mm-hmm. being the favorites in the West, or what, how do you see them? Right, right quick. Well, I think it, it really depends on what Polink is able to do with the roster going forward. Uh, I know that they're the odds-on betting favorite. I know Vegas likes them. and I mean, you put a two-headed monster together like LeBron and Anthony Davis, which is probably arguably the best player that LeBron's ever uh, been paired with. Um, and really at this yeah. point in their career, I, you could make the argument that LeBron's the sidekick on this team. I, I really do believe <laughs> that. Uh, with, I mean, he's 34, sure, sure, 80s, you know, 80s, the uh, coming into his prime, but uh, all that being said, um, like I said, I think it just depends on what Polinka is able to do. I, I'm, I'm of the ilk that believes that Polinka is going to be able to find a way um, to open up the cap room and pursue a guy like Kimball Walker 
I think that's probably going to if, – if anybody goes there, if any big free agent goes there, it's going to be Kemba. I think Kyrie's sat on Brooklyn, even though they're going to go after them. I think Kawhi, you know, all the rumors have him either staying in Toronto or going to the Clippers. I don't think he wants yeah. to – at least reports say he, don't, he doesn't want to be the, the third person uh, in, in a new big three. Um, all that being said, Polinka, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a tightrope that Polinka is going to have to walk in in order to to make this happen because the Pelicans want the deal completed by July 6. So Polinka is going to have to rework the deal to actually pro- to send out probably Mo Vanga and or Mo not Vanga, Mo uh, Wagner and some other guys are going to have to you know to find some other teams that are going to take on money and then you know have to convince. Davis to not take his $4 million trade kicker um, in order to open up that max slot. Uh, Ultimately, I think he'll find a way to do it. I think where there's a will, there's a way. Um, And, but if they're able to get a third guy like Walker and then fill out the roster with veteran minimum guys, I think JJ Reddick is a prime guy that could be interested in going back to the city of Los Angeles um, and trying to chase a championship. Uh, Maybe he doesn't feel like the 76ers are quite where he thought they were last year. Uh, thinks he might have an easier go with this Lakers squad. If they're able to get him and other guys to agree to veteran minimums like Paul Millsap to sell out the roster, then I think they have a very good chance. Um, so it really just depends on who they're able to convince to come there in free agency. And even if they can't open up a max slot, uh, but they can get uh, maybe two guys, two shooters uh, to surround uh, Davis and LeBron with, I, I think they'll have a good chance. And personally, with all the turmoil going on in Houston and with uh, the injuries in Golden State, I think the Lakers, in my opinion, are probably the favorites to come out of the West with the one seed. Yeah, you know what? It's so it's going to be again. We said it was going to be so wide open. I would think it was one when I said the Lakers. I think that I don't think they have to worry about like um, they like that they should be down on themselves. The Lakers are this. They don't get that third person. I think they should mm-hmm. use that money, that twenty-seven million dollar that the cap money. They should get some shooters. Yeah. They, they should look to yeah. get some shooters. I mean, there's so many out there on the open market right now. Mm-hmm. They can mm-hmm. really – that's what they needed last year. They needed some shooters. They have a bunch of dudes who can mm-hmm. get their own shot, but they ain't have anybody who, who can shoot have further than a right. free throw. For the most part, mm-hmm. they, they need to get some shooters. I think they should go after Bradley – I thought through his name earlier, through his name earlier, Bradley mm-hmm. Beal. I think he would fit well. He would stretch the flow out. And he could get a mm-hmm. shot as well. So I think just I think as long as they get some shooters, if they as a so it's like a worst case scenario, if you could believe that, I think they'll be fine. I think the Lakers, unfortunately, I'm a Knicks fan, so I grew up hating the Lakers, mm-hmm. but in the Celtics as well. But I think that they should be the favorites, no matter what, going the next season, and that mm-hmm. would be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I cannot. Mm-hmm. Wait. Yeah, um, yeah, they're gonna be fun. Like, right quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Conley being traded to the Jazz, which is kind of a win-win, another win-win as well if you look at it. But, man, do the Jazz look good on paper or what? Because, sure, they had yeah. to give up um, uh, 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 who, who they had to give up. They, they probably would not uh, be signed with Rubio. Yep. Crowder and – They're uh, Rubio uh, Logan. Corver, Crowder, and uh, – um, yeah. And then Grayson Allen, yeah, and a couple first, yep. Yep. Yeah. So, so you. So obviously Memphis is going to be rebuilding. They're obviously going to draft John Morant, who's the second overall pick. Um, but man, the Jazz in the short term, Mike Conley, and Donald mm-hmm. Mitchell in the backcourt. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Whoa. 
Whoa. Yeah, I go think... with uh, the rest of that squad. They're going to be looking good next year. Yeah, I've always loved the Jazz. They're my, my Western Conference team. I'm always, I've always been a Cavs fan, but uh, I root for the Jazz out West. And you mm-hmm. look at this team, they're going, to be, uh, they're going to be a juggernaut defensively. And I want to credit uh, Kyle Lamb of uh, uh, BuckeyeGrove.com and his Unscripted Ohio podcast. Uh, just I, I tweeted earlier, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out why everyone's saying this team is, is a favorite for – one of the favorites for a title now. He responded – uh, that they had a top five defense efficiency this past year, and they've just acquired one of the yeah. best on-ball defenders in the NBA. Not only that, he was the second best adjusted net rating um, in the West uh, this past year uh, with huge offensive. He's, so he's a few, huge offensive upgrade. So, he, you know, uh, he's predicting they take him into, you know, the 55-win uh, territory. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a three-headed monster, and it's going to be a defensive juggernaut. Conley, uh, Mitchell, and Gobert, especially Gobert and Conley together on defense. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, their ability to to probably switch, defend the pick and roll. I mean, so you, you got two of the best defenders in the NBA, and then you pair that with Donovan Mitchell, who I just feel like is on the cusp of being a top ten player. Um, you know, probably not there yet, but I think he's he's very close uh, in in terms of his ability and talent. And and now you you have all these three guys together, and if you're able to just bring back Favors and Joe Ingles. Uh, Ingles can be your three-point specialist. Favors just another big body, um, solid defender himself. Uh, it's gonna, they're going to be a scary team. They'll have, they'll have depth, and um, I think the only thing that uh, they might be, the only area of weakness is they're not going to be the quickest team. But uh, but Mitchell right. and Conley, you know, they can make up for that. Yeah, and you know they're well coached, and you know they're gritty, and you know mm-hmm. the only thing that kept them going. But so far, last season, season before last, was just the, the, the to, you spoke to it, the talent. They can't stay in front of they're, they're not quick, but they mm-hmm. can defend. They can get you their cue in the half court. And they they just look, I mean, as long as Conley stays healthy, that's the main thing. Because he's, he's been right. hampered by injuries the last couple of seasons. So if he stays mm-hmm. healthy, look the hell out. The West is going to be mm-hmm. off the chain. It's going to be so mm-hmm. wide open. It's just amazing. As, yeah. And, and I yeah, really can't it's, it's crazy. And the West will be the dominant conference, but they're, you know, with those injuries in Golden State, there's no, uh, there's no Goliath waiting for you at the end of the tunnel this year. Right. I totally agree. And even though, even, I mean, even, even though they'll still have Steph Curry playing next year, as well as uh, Draymond mm-hmm. Green, and, and it's possible that they may be signed Boogie Cousins. So they'll mm-hmm. still be in the mix, obviously, but it, it, they're right. oh, yeah. at least a pair or two. So, you know, yeah, it, sure. it's going to be wide open uh, for sure. And one last thing on the NBA, brother, you know, the Toronto Raptors, congratulations to the Raptors on winning their first title, bringing their first title north of the border. It's, it's, it's cool. It's cool to watch. You know, I, you know, I know that people are complaining, some people, not all people, some people are complaining, Skip Bayless, about – Want to put an asterisk on this title because Golden State lost both Kevin Durant and Cal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I keep calling Cal Clay Thompson to injuries, and you know, which is too bad for both, especially for Kevin Durant because he came out like game busters in Game Five, right? Hitting oh, like, yeah. like most of his shots and scoring yeah. 11, 12 quick points mm-hmm. in eleven minutes before he got yeah, hurt. I think, but, yeah, I think it was twelve points in eleven minutes. Yeah, or or vice versa. Exactly, yeah. and so. When he went down, I was like, "Ah, oh, that just sucks." But the point is, mm-hmm. is that you gotta give props to Toronto because people don't realize 
when the, the when, when Isaiah Thomas and the Pistons won their first title against the Lakers, both Magic Johnson and Byron Scott tore their hamstrings in Game One of that series, which ended up being a mm-hmm. sweep for the Pistons. I mean, mm-hmm. the point is that stuff happens. Leap happens. Right. And, you right. know, you can't control injuries. It's the ultimate equalizer in sports. So you got to give Toronto Prosser what when it's due, you know? Oh, yeah, no, definitely, for sure. And, um, you know, me being uh, just shy of 31 years old here in a few weeks, like I don't I don't remember yeah, those injuries <laughs> to the Lakers, you know. I, I remember that the Pistons won a title, though, you know, and, um, and just for, you know, highlights and that in the history. And then, uh, same thing with the Cavs in 15 when they lost Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. You know, there's no asterisk next to, next to that title for, for the Warriors. Right. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that injuries happen. But I think ultimately, I think what I'll remember more, you know, 20 years down the line is that the Raptors won a title. Um, and, and, de- and definitely I'll remember the injuries for Golden State. But you always remember the victor, right? And um, right. Maybe that's less of the case here, but it's, that's still, I think, I still <laughs> think that's you know the argument to be made. Um, and yeah, congrats to the tra- champs. Uh, Toronto was clearly the best team in the series. Yes, they were the best team because of some injuries to the other team. One right. main injury to the other team, um, and then Thompson missing a, a, a game and a, and a third of a game or fourth of a game. Um, but you know, be that as it may, you know, Toronto was the better team with, you know, all 10 guys that were out there on the court at, at a time uh, through six games. And, um, yeah, they deserved it. Yeah. And, you know, props to Kawhi Leonard. We mentioned him earlier in the podcast, but mm-hmm. he's that dude. He's proven that he is that dude. He took the mm-hmm. squad on his own. He put his squad on his back. All the way with time, the players around like the Kyle Lowry's of the world and Marcus Gasol's of the mm-hmm. world and, and whatnot. But, that was clearly his squad, and he clearly mm-hmm. earned that MVP, the Finals MVP. He's the king of Canada. If I were him, I wouldn't go anywhere. But you never know with that dude. But right. I mean, what a what what a what a season for Kawhi Leonard. What a season of redemption. Consider what happened mm-hmm. last season, season before last. Oh yeah. So, I mean, process. yeah, and he becomes. Uh, I think he's the first guy to win the MVP in both the Western Conference and Eastern Conference, and win a Finals MVP in both conferences. And, um, mm-hmm. And then this one, like you said, he he put him on his back. Yeah, there was he had help from guys like Siakam and Lowry, but the, this was definitely yeah. not. A, Toronto wasn't a team of superstars. It's, it's kind of reminiscent of that Mavericks win, and was that 2011? I think um, that yeah. first uh, the first the finals for the Heat. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of reminiscent of that. You know, there's, there's just proof that you don't necessarily need a super team to win <clears throat> to win a title. If you have a star player and you have a, a lot of auxiliary pieces that are really good and each fill their role really well and, and really intelligently, that uh, you can get things done. You can still win a title uh, that way. And also, I know that you said you're thirty. You're almost thirty-one years young. I'm almost. I'll be forty-six mm-hmm. in September. So I I okay. remember that Lakers <laughs> Detroit series quite well. But mm-hmm. I also remember when when Detroit. We hooked up with L.A. the second time around with uh, led by the likes of Rasheed Wallace and Ben Wallace. They were mm-hmm. yep. the superstars, too. They they, they beat yep. down the Kobe and Shaq led Lakers in five mm-hmm. games, the ultimate gentleman sweep. So mm-hmm. it happens, you know. I mean, Chauncey Billups led, led that Pistons team as well, but that was a team devoid of superstars. Shout out to right. Yeah, you're right. Devoid of superstars. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's a it can't happen. Oliver team is you could probably think of. Yeah, for sure. If yeah, uh, you play so, smart basketball and each guy fills their role, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So this, I mean, we will be talking more about the NBA this summer because you got the draft tomorrow night and and free agency like mm-hmm. officially begins July first. So we're going to be talking to the NBA damn near most of the summer. So we're going to stay tuned to that, and that's going to be fun. So in the meantime, thanks a lot, Kevin. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk again soon, brother. All righty, sounds good. I got my fingers crossed for a uh, Cam Reddish to the Caps tomorrow night. That's who I like. So. Well, there you go. We'll see. It just might happen. <laughs> I've seen some mock drafts that it, that it just might happen, dude, so might as well speak it to existence, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. But uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate <laughs> All right. it. All right. Take care, brother. That's my guy, Kevin McCune. Please catch him and Jared Singleton on the Weekend Adjustment Sports Radio Show on WMOH The Ticket locally in Hamilton, Ohio. Um, through CBS Radio. Um, yeah, the, this, that's going to be fun, man. The NBA is going to be really, really, really fun again with all these, you know, the, the player movements. And, and you know, of course, obviously, unfortunately, with the Golden State Warriors being weakened by injuries going to next season, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. These trades and there's going to be more trades on the horizon following the draft tomorrow night and free agency. It's going to be off the chain. I'm going to close this podcast on, again, on the Women's World Cup, the FIFA's Women's World Cup. And, and you know, the women's national team, I love the way our women shot back at the haters and the, by trolling <laughs> the same critics with that golf clap. I, I, I think it was Carly Lloyd when she scored a little bit of goals uh, against Chile. Um, she just celebrated. All of a sudden, she broke down with a polite golf clap. That was, that was awesome. But – I, props to that that goalie from Chile. I don't have her name in front of me, but she was making some hellified saves, man. I mean, <laughs> saves from some some of the saves from almost from point blank range. And so you got to give. I mean, it's. I mean, props to her. It, it should have been. The score should have been eight to seven to eight to nothing to to nil instead of like three nil. I mean, the, the fact that it was there, the United States that held a three nil was a was credit to the goalie, uh, Chile's goalie, uh, 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 alone. So, so props to props to them. And so, remember that goal differential thing that we, I mentioned last week. That's why the U.S. was scoring 13 goals against Thailand. Well, that's because even after the win over Chile, even though they hadn't won their group, they're still in the knockout round. Made the knockout round because of the goal differential. So the worst they could finish is two and one, losing if they lose to Sweden, which I don't think they lose to Sweden. But if they lose to Sweden, they still be in, they still be in like Flynn because of the goal differential. The goal differential right now is sixteen goals. So, I mean, unless they allow ten against <laughs> Sweden, they're going to be, they're going to have a, they should, they'll be going into the knockout stage with over a ten goal differential. That's that that's that that's that's badass. So you gotta give props to that. I mean, I mean, I still can't believe people were complaining and bitching about that, but whatever it is, what it is. But I want to say one more thing, right quick. How about the epic choke job by Scotland earlier today, earlier today against Argentina? I was looking at the, uh, yeah, I was looking at the game on my smartphone, like while I was, while I was at my day job, and you know, I saw as soon as I saw it was three nil, I just turned it off. And then you know, also you know, I, you know, I, I get like uh, like sports alerts on my phone, and I got the first alert that 
okay, Argentina scored to make it 3-1. Like, oh, okay, well, they, they're making a game out there, I guess. They're, I guess they're playing for pride. And then all of a sudden, when I noticed not – it had to be at least no more than 10 minutes after that. It, it seemed like 10 or so, maybe 10 to 15 minutes after that. I got a, an alert that said there was a game – the match was tied at three. I was like, oh, my goodness. You have to be kidding me. Then I just switched back to the game. So, I, unfortunately, I missed the epic comeback that, that, that uh, Argentina led against Scotland. But he, Scotland doesn't have anything to, anyone else to blame but themselves. I mean, I, I, your heart goes out to those, those young women. You know, of course, they didn't quit, per se, but that was a, if that wasn't an epic choke job, I don't know what was. And what made it worse was that given the, given the fact that they tied Argentina – that 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 has kept Scotland out of the knockout round. They 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 know what they 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 didn't play off. So not only okay, so 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 let's recap. Not only did Scotland lose a blow a three nil lead late in the second late in the second half, but that but blowing said lead and end up tying. Uh, we'll pick it up a draw against Argentina has put. Argentina into the playoff driver's seat and took Scotland the hell out of it. So <laughs> sports is cruel, man. Sports are cruel, man. They, they really are. But uh, well, again, I feel sorry for the young ladies of Scotland, but and they'll learn from this. They'll learn from this. But they have no one else to blame themselves. And um, yeah, I guess that's where the cookie crumbles. But uh, anyway, um, and also. Bon voyage to the to the Jamaica national team, women's national team. They were a great, such a great story, but they got dusted, which is kind of be expected because it's the first time in this big stage in a very long time. But I I, I believe that with more season training and and, and, and more practice and whatnot, and more in time, they'll be back. They'll be back with Venice, so we'll 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 see. But anyway, thank y'all for tuning in to the nice podcast. This is your boy Scott Burks. Please check me out on on Facebook, as well as um, on my sports blog at the Clown Times. Again, it's Clown spelled with a K. Thank you for tuning in again. Good night. Oh six. Yes. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.